Today in the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the book of Nehemiah, and we're in chapter 6. This chapter is entitled, Further Opposition to the Rebuilding. When the word came that Sambalat, Tobiah, Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies, that I had rebuilt the wall, and not a gap was left in it, though up to that time I had not set the doors and the gates, Sambalat and Geshem sent me this message. Come, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. But they were scheming to harm me. So I sent messengers to them with this reply. I am carrying on a great project and cannot go down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? Four times they sent me the same message, and each time I gave them the same answer. Then the fifth time, Sanballat sent his aide to me with the same message and in his hand was an unsealed letter in which was written. And then this is the letter, it's indented. It is reported among the nations, and Geshem says it is true, that you and the Jews are plotting to revolt, and therefore you are building the wall. Moreover, according to these reports, you are about to become their king and have even appointed prophets to make this proclamation about you in Jerusalem. There is a king in Judah. Now this report will get back to the king. So come, let us confer together. And then this is Nehemiah speaking again. I sent him this reply. Nothing like what you are saying is happening. You are just making it up out of your head. They were all trying to frighten us, thinking their hands will get too weak for the work and it will not be completed. But I prayed, now strengthen my hands. One day I went to the house of Shemaiah, son of Deliah, son of Mehetabel, who was shut in at his home. He said, Let us meet in the house of God inside the temple, and let us close the temple doors, because men are coming to kill you. By night they are coming to kill you. But I said, Should a man like me run away? Or should one like me go into the temple to save his life? I will not go. I had realized that God had not sent him, but that he had prophesied against me because Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. He had been hired to intimidate me so that I would commit a sin by doing this, and then they would give me a bad name and discredit me. So clearly Nehemiah is in constant prayer with the Lord and has sought wisdom and understanding and clarity as to who is sending who and what their purposes are. And the Lord is giving him understanding. So he says, remember Tobiah and Sambalat, oh my God, because of what they have done. Remember also the prophetess Noadiah and the rest of the prophets who have been trying to intimidate me. So Nehemiah asks that the word of the Lord be clear and that also that the Lord be understanding as to who these people are and their opposition to him. So then the end of the chapter is entitled The Completion of the Wall. And we know that this is on October the 2nd, 444 BC. We know that the wall lay in ruins for about 150 years, and then now it is rebuilt in 52 days. It says, So the wall was completed on the 25th of Elul in 52 days. When all our enemies heard about this, all the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their self-confidence because they realized that this work had been done with the help of our God. 
Also in those days the nobles of Judah were sending many letters to Tobiah, and replies from Tobiah kept coming to them. For many in Judah were under oath to him, since he was son-in-law to Shechaniah son of Arah, and his son, Jehoahim, had married the daughter of Meshulam, son of Berechiah. Moreover, they kept reporting to me his good deeds, and then telling him what I said. And Tobiah sent letters to intimidate me. Basically, their family is very influential, and now they're trying to stop the work that Nehemiah is doing. So picking up in chapter 7, after the wall had been rebuilt and I had set the doors in place, the gatekeepers and the singers and the Levites were appointed. I put in charge of Jerusalem my brother Hananiah along with Hananiah, the commander of the citadel, because he was a man of integrity and he feared God more than most men do. I said to them, the gates of Jerusalem are not to be opened until the sun is hot. While the gatekeepers are still on duty, have them shut the doors and bar them. Also appoint residents of Jerusalem as guards, some at their own posts, some near their own houses. Then, picking up in verse 4, what it does is goes through and lists the exiles that return at this point. And verse 5 says, So my God put it into my heart to assemble the nobles, the officials, and the common people for registration by family. So it goes through and lists uh, those men and their families. And you can read that uh, for yourself. And it goes through verse 73. And then I want to pick up there with Ezra reading the law. So it says, when the seventh month came and the Israelites had settled in their towns, all the people assembled as one man in the square before the water gate. And this is in chapter eight now. It says, they told Ezra the scribe to bring out the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded for Israel. So on the first day of the seventh month, Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly. This was October the 8th, 444 B.C. It says he read it aloud from daybreak till noon as he faced the square before the water gate in the presence of the men, women, and others who could understand. All the people listened attentively to the book of the law. Ezra the scribe stood on a high wooden platform built for the occasion. Beside him on his right, it lists the men that were standing there. Then Ezra opened the book. All the people could see him because he was standing above them, and as he opened it, the people all stood up. Ezra praised the Lord, the great God, and all the people lifted their hands and responded, Amen, Amen. Then they bowed down and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. And then it lists again the people that were there. It says, They read from the book of the law of God, making it clear and giving the meaning so that the people could understand what was being read. Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who were instructing the people said to them all, This day is sacred to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people had been weeping as they had been listening to the words of the law. Nehemiah said, Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is sacred to our Lord. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Let's repeat that. He said, this is a day of celebration. This is a day to rejoice in who the Lord is in our lives. He says, this day is sacred to our Lord. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. 
The Levites calmed all the people, saying, Be still, for this is a sacred day. Do not grieve. Then all the people went away to eat and drink, to send portions of food, and to celebrate with great joy, because they now understood the words that had been made known to them. On the second day of the month, the heads of all the families, along with the priests and the Levites, gathered around Ezra the scribe to give attention to the words of the law. They found written in the law which the Lord had commanded through Moses, that the Israelites were to live in booths during the feast of the seventh month, and that they should proclaim this word and spread it throughout their town in Jerusalem. Go out into the hill country and bring back branches from olive and wild olive trees, and from myrtles, palms, and shade trees, to make booths, as it is written. And this is the celebration of the Feast of Booths, another name for the Feast of Tabernacles and Sukkot, to remember the time that the Israelites wandered in the desert. When they came up out of Egypt, and God was their protection, God was their provision, and they lived in booths as they traveled. So, picking up in verse 16, it says, The people went out and brought back branches and built themselves booths on their own roofs, in their courtyards, in the court of the house of God, and in the square by the water gate, and the gate of Ephraim, the whole company that had returned from exile built booths and lived in them. From the days of Joshua, son of Nun, until that day, the Israelites had not celebrated it like this, and their joy was very great. Day after day, from the first day to the last, Ezra read from the book of the law of God. They celebrated the feast for seven days, and on the eighth day, in accordance with the regulation, there was an assembly. And that ends chapter 8, and we will pick up next time in chapter 9 with the next part of this story when the Israelites confess their sins.